0: M S W media This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp Therapy Online. BetterHelp is not a crisis hotline. For 10% off your first month, go to betterhelp.com/dailybeans. Start living a better life today. welcome to The Daily Beans for Monday, July 17th, 2023. Today, the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals grants a stay to the Department of Justice as they appeal the ruling that federal agencies can't communicate with social media companies. President Biden makes big strides on his promise to continue student debt relief. Some notable stories in the investigations into January 6th and the rioters on the ground the Obama stalker is hit with two additional felony weapons charges after being detained pending trial. Trump's super PAC paid Melania Trump $155,000 in 2021. And a Texas judge who doesn't think she should have to perform same-sex weddings is hoping the recent SCOTUS ruling will help her be a bigot. I'm Allison Gill. And I'm Dana Goldberg. Hey, Dana. Happy Monday. Did you have a good weekend, my friend?
1: I did. Happy Monday to you. You had a great time at, 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 what is it called? Grassroots, what is
0: it called? Netroots, Netroots Nation. <laughs>
1: Netroots, Grassroots Nation. I think that's a different conference
0: altogether. <laughs> yeah, I know. We had a blast. Our panel was great. Uh, thanks to everybody who came. Thanks to all the patrons who showed up to the meet and greet that we also did this weekend in Chicago. Uh, we've got one coming up next week in Grand Rapids. Check your Patreon email if you're a Daily Beans patron for information on how to RSVP to that. So we got a couple of quick hits here before we get to the hot notes. First of all, the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals, which is an odd circuit. It's a conservative circuit. You remember that ruling by that one single judge who was the only judge in the district in Louisiana, who his name was Doty, and he said that uh, government agencies, the Biden administration and beyond, can no longer communicate at all with social media companies. And the government does that to you know, to curb child sex trafficking and terrorism and foreign. A lot of other awful things that are going on on the internet. Yeah. Foreign infiltration into our elections. Well, you know, the DOJ immediately appealed, asked for a stay. That judge, Doty, said, no, no stay for you. So then they took it to the Fifth Circuit. The Fifth Circuit has granted a stay pending appeal. So that's good news. So as of right now, our agencies can still communicate with social media companies about threatening disinformation. Audrey Southard Rumsey, she got six years from Judge Amit Mehta. She was a January 6th rioter. And the Department of Justice was recommending six years for her. And we know Judge Amit Mehta comes in way under the sentencing guidelines, right? We figured probably he would give her three years, maybe four, but probably closer to three, somewhere right in between there, right? Like 41 months or something. And she decided in court during the sentencing hearing to have this outburst where she went on this tirade and like was mad dogging the prosecutor and the judge. And at that point, the Department of Justice was like, we would like to withdraw our recommendation for downward departure for her accepting responsibility. She's clearly now rescinding accepting responsibility. <laughs> and Judge Mehta not only said, yeah, I agree, but also I'm adding a terrorism enhancement to your Oof. sentence. And he's, he's only done that for the Oath Keepers. And so then she was facing like 10 years And so, of course, in Judge Amit Mehta's style, she ended up getting six years, which is exactly what the Department of Justice was recommending in the first place without the terrorism enhancement. So I guess that's what's got to happen for Judge Amit Mehta to give a recommended sentence from the Department of Justice. So she got six years. She kept her mouth shut. She had three years. And uh, ex-police chief Hofstetter uh, was found guilty on four counts, including conspiracy to obstruct an official proceeding and obstructing an official proceeding. Carries a 20-year max sentence. He's the guy who brought a hatchet with him and called for people's execution. So, um, and he's a former police chief. So that guy is uh, in a lot of trouble as well. His sentencing hearing will be coming up pretty soon. We'll keep you posted on that. It's just some big kind of stories that stood out in the onslaught of, you know, January 6 rioters going to court and eventually to prison. So. It's so
1: crazy to me that this one man, the former guy, somehow gave all of these people permission that have wanted to yield a hatchet and run to the Capitol and threaten people. Like, Permission. I can't imagine any of these people hadn't thought about this before. And all of a sudden, we're like, this sounds like a good idea. Like, this has been
0: on their vision board for years. And they're like, let's go. And most of the excuses are, I either got caught up in the moment or the president told me to. Mm -hmm. And as we know, and this will apply to Donald Trump as well, you still can't break the law just because you think it's not against the law. So, (laughs) you know, here we are. You can't still, I think it was George Conway who used the example of OJ, uh, some guy stole a bunch of sporting, sporting paraphernalia from him, memorabilia, not paraphernalia. What am I talking about? Something that ends in alia. <laughs> and, and like stashed it in a Vegas hotel room. And then OJ like broke in, breaking and entering and stole it all back. And he went to jail for that because even if it's your stuff, even if you know it's your stuff and you think it's your stuff, you can't, Break the law to get it back, just like if you think you won the election, you can't break the law to stay in office. So here we are. but uh, it, you know we'll keep you posted on all these. and, and we could see indictments any anytime now for Donald Trump and the leaders of the coup as well. So keep, uh, keep listening to the Jack podcast for information on that. All right, we've got a lot of news to get to, so let's hit the hot notes. Awesome. Hot notes) Baby. All right, from Diaz at The Post, a January 6th defendant who had been arrested with guns and ammunition in his van near former President Barack Obama's house, he now faces two felony weapons charges in addition to the four misdemeanor counts for trespassing and stuff that were brought against him last month. Taylor Toronto, as we know, is his name. He's a defendant in the riot at the U.S. Capitol. He was charged with carrying a pistol without a license and possessing a large capacity ammunition feeding device. That's according to court records made public Friday. The felony charges come on top of the four misdemeanor counts for trespassing, disorderly conduct and parading, stuff like that. Officials brought those misdemeanor charges against Toronto, 37, last month, the day he was arrested in Obama's Calorama neighborhood, where he went hours after the former president, Donald Trump, shared the address on social media. That's terrorism. I, the Justice Department said in a Friday news release that Tiranda was captured on video during the Capitol riot standing at the entrance to the speaker's lobby. And while there, another rioter, Ashley Babbitt, attempted to jump through a glass window. She was shot by a Capitol police officer who's been cleared of all you know, possible wrongdoing in multiple investigations. The government alleged that in response to the shooting, Taranto and other rioters were directed to leave the building. And as they were exiting, Taranto and multiple other rioters, including David Wells Kaufman, scuffled with cops. Now, officials said they later found a video posted online depicting Taranto during the riot. The video came with a caption that said, This is me storming the Capitol, LOL. <laughs> I'm only sharing this so someone will report me to the feds and we can get this party rolling. Okay, well, welcome to the party. It's rolling. Night. Welcome to the party. <laughs> Authorities said Toronto was living out of his van, parked across the street from the D.C. jail after coming earlier this year to take up the public offer from House Speaker Kevin McCarthy to show capital Security video. Like, you know, McCarthy's like, we need to show this to the rioters. And, and so this guy showed up in his van like, yeah, let me see it. Though the FBI had been monitoring Toronto's online activities for some time, the government only obtained a warrant regarding his involvement in the Capitol riot on June 29th of this year, one day after Toronto hosted a live stream video in which he said he was driving his van and intended to blow it up at the National Institute of Standards and Technology a federal facility about 15 miles north of D.C. I guess he doesn't like the weights and measures of a torque wrench. Torano also made, quote, ominous comments, referencing Speaker McCarthy, including, coming at you, McCarthy, can't stop what's coming. So he threatened Kevin McCarthy as well. Assistant U.S. Attorney Allison Ethan said Toronto recorded himself saying he was looking for entrance points and tunnels underneath their houses, referring to Obama and Podesta homes that he thought they were connected by tunnels. Apparently a reference to Tony Podesta, the Democratic lobbyist who recently listed his home nearby for sale. Toronto was pursued by Secret Service agents and then arrested. A search of his parked van turned up two millimeter handguns and almost 600 rounds of ammunition and a machete. The new charges connected with the events in late June come after Toronto was denied bail Wednesday by a federal judge who found that the potential danger he posed to the public, even though at the time only charged with foreign misdemeanors, was grounds to keep him detained. And he remains in a D.C. jail. He'll be arraigned July 25th.
1: Thank you so much, A.G. This is from Rebecca Schneed. That's a great name, Schneed at the Texas Tribune. Since Waco Judge Diane Hensley received a public warning from the State Commission on Judicial Conduct for refusing to perform same sex marriages in 2019, she's waged a public battle against the state agency. Now, she's long claimed the governmental body uh, violated state law by punishing her for actions taken in accordance with her religious faith. Now, she has submitted a brief arguing that the recent Supreme Court ruling in favor of a business owner who refused to service same-sex couples, that never actually happened because the case was fucking fake, is going to help her case. Well, after Hensley was warned by the Judicial Conduct Commission, she actually filed a lawsuit claiming the investigation and warning, and I quote, substantially burdened the free exercise of her religion with no compelling justification. She seeks damages of $10,000. She has been represented by the First Liberty Institute, which is a high-profile religious liberty legal group based in Plano, Texas. Now, the Liberty group also has strong ties to suspended Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton. I, no. shocking, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, it's funny. Her lawsuit alleges that the commission violated her rights under Texas Religious Freedom Restoration Act. Her lawsuit was actually dismissed by a lower appeals tribunal. But last month, the Texas Supreme Court said it will hear arguments on whether to revive the state judge's lawsuit. The new brief, submitted last week by Hensley's legal team, argues that though the Supreme Court used the First Amendment and not state law in the 303 Creative LLC versus Alina's case, the decision is also applicable in her lawsuit. Well, the First Amendment case decided last month, said a Colorado web designer, cannot be forced by the state to compromise her beliefs and serve same-sex couples even though no same-sex couples asked her to fuck and serve her. Moving on, this is a quote from the story. I'm still so angry about this decision. <laughs> 303 Creative was interpreting the First Amendment's speech clause rather than the Texas Religious Freedom Restoration Act. Its holding is nonetheless instructive because it rejects the idea of a compelling interest in forcing wedding vendors to participate in same sex and opposite-sex marriage ceremonies on equal terms. That's from the brief. Now, Justice Butterfield, an attorney for Hensley at First Liberty Institute, has maintained throughout the lawsuit that religious liberty is Hensley's right as a citizen. And this is another quote. 303 Creative affirmed that religious liberty is not a second-class right in America fuck yourself. Butterfield wrote, and that was me, sorry. Butterfield did not say that. Butterfield wrote in an email to the Texas Tribune and went on to say, we look forward to vindicating Judge Hensley's rights in the Texas Supreme Court. Now, Josh Blackman, a constitutional law professor at the South Texas College of Law Houston, says it's also important to understand that if the Texas Supreme Court were to rule in Hensley's favor, they would, and I quote, have to expressly extend the holding of 303 Creative to her case. This means that Hensley's case goes beyond the current bounds of what the SCOTUS decision says. And it does, by the way. Jonathan Gooch, Jonathan's a spokesperson for Equality Texas and a University of Texas at Austin School of Law graduate. Well, he reiterated Carpenter's points on the differences between the two cases and pointed to Hensley's position as a purveyor of the law. He said, the law of the land is marriage equality. It's as simple as that. This is again from Gooch. He went on to say, if judges and justices of the peace were empowered to only enforce the laws that they agreed with, we would quickly descend into an anarchy. While Carpenter says the implications of Hensley's case are hard to predict, and since the Texas Supreme Court has agreed to hear arguments only on whether to revive the lawsuit, not if the lawsuit has merit. Well, he believes it will be a long time before Hensley's lawsuit has real effects, and I'm glad at least someone's trying to decide whether a fucking case has merit because the Supreme Court apparently didn't give a shit. LGBTQ plus activists aren't surprised by Hensley's attempt to use the SCOTUS case in her favor. In fact, some say a continual onslaught of anti LGBTQ plus bills passed in the state legislature they've left them numb. And and trust me, people, there's over five hundred anti LGBTQ bills trying to be passed right now. Over five hundred. Last year at this time, there was only two hundred and fifty. It's doubled. And this is a quote: "I have nothing to say anymore." Said Vernis McFarland, who's a founder and executive director of Mahogany Project, Mahogany Project advocates for LGBTQ plus communities of color, went on to say, as a Black trans femme person, we are already on the margins. When something like this happens, it's just like, oh, this again, end quote. Now, Hall says that the ACLU was not surprised by Hensley trying to use the 303 creative case either. They said once the SCOTUS decision was passed down, they all bolstered themselves, preparing for the lawsuits that they knew were on the way. And that's exactly what it did. This fake case opened up a license to discriminate and be a bigot based on some bullshit case that never even fucking existed. It infuriates me.
0: Yeah. And they will come for Obergefell and and others. And it won't stop. This will keep happening because of SCOTUS decisions like this. And, you know, it's, it's in their quotes, right? I have nothing more to say. Yeah, we're tired. Oh, this we don't again. know what to do. Oh, this Yeah, the, the ACLU, not at all surprised. Nobody's surprised by this, um, but it will continue. And it's, um, we, have to, we have to keep fighting back. All right, next up from Stacey Cowley at the New York Times, more than 800,000 borrowers Student loans will have $39 billion in federal loan debt eliminated under a government effort to remedy years of mistakes by the loan servicers that collect payments on the government's behalf. Millions more people will have their loans adjusted as part of the program. That process will continue well into next year. The relief will go to those who have federal loans owned directly by the Education Department and who enrolled in income driven repayment plans or would have qualified for loan forgiveness if they had done so. So you don't even have to have been qualified in the, uh, in the income-driven repayment plan. If, if, you would have been benefit, if you would have been benefiting from it, you also are in this group. It's a big deal. Those plans cap the payments that borrowers owe to a percentage of their income. It used to be 10% of your discretionary income. Yeah. And now it's, Biden has cut that in half to 5%. And under those plans, you must make a payment for a term that's usually 20 or 25 years. It's now 20 and at the end of that period, a remaining balance is forgiven. And more than 8 million people use income-driven repayment plans. But for decades, many of the companies that bill borrowers made extensive mistakes in tracking payments and in guiding borrowers through the payment process. Anyone who has a student loan <laughs> and that's on an income-driven repayment program knows about this shit, right? They're just th- these private companies that handle these loans don't give a shit. But those errors put millions of borrowers further behind by years in their quest to pay off their loans. Quote, for far too long, borrowers fell through the cracks of a broken system. That's Miguel Cardona, our secretary of education. The plan move was announced two weeks after the Supreme Court struck down Biden's plan to eliminate 400 billion in student loan debt for tens of millions of borrowers. The court ruled that the president lacked the authority to eliminate debts so broadly without explicit congressional authorization. But the far smaller adjustment on Friday, which is separate and has not led to court challenges, falls more squarely within the education secretary's power to administer loan repayment programs. This is when Biden said, hey, fuck you, SCOTUS. I got to work around. You want to fuck with me? All right, here's what we'll do. We'll, we'll go with the Higher Education Act and have Secretary Cordona look at these individual, you know, uh, loans and, and discharge them. Uh, you know, and all all they have to do is look for the government or for these loan companies to have made mistakes. That's it. So I think a lot more people are going to get a lot more debt forgiven. I think the Republicans probably would have been better off to go with his original plan.
1: Absolutely. The system is so fucked up. I'm glad that this is happening.
0: Yeah. Now, the debt elimination, which will happen for the next few weeks, the Education Department said, is part of the plan that that Biden announced last year to address the problem of servicers' mistakes. The department decided to automatically and retroactively credit millions of borrowers for late or partial payments and for long stretches spent in forbearance before the pandemic. The 804,000 borrowers whose debts will be eliminated fully are those who, after the adjustments, have made the required 240 or 300 monthly payments to have their remaining debt forgiven. It's all wiped away. So-called forbearance steering was a particularly glaring issue in the department. Low-income borrowers can qualify for monthly bills of $0 through income-driven repayment plans, but loan servicers often place struggling borrowers on forbearance, a move that kept their loans in good standing, but meant the interest continued to accrue. Right? So when when you hear people say, why don't you just forgive the interest? That's kind of what's happening here. The Consumer Financial Protection Bureau Sued Navient in 2017, which was then one of the government's largest student loan servicers. They were my student loan servicer over these tactics and the lawsuit is still in progress. But Navient no longer services federal loans. It had to go out of business in 2021. Womp womp. Bye bye. Borrowers eligible for relief will not have to apply. Their debts will be automatically discharged. This is another different thing from Biden's original student debt relief plan. You would have had to apply. Quote, by fixing past administrative failures, we're ensuring everyone gets the forgiveness they deserve, Mr. Cardona said. This is the this is the creative way. And we have to be at this point. Yeah, because coda said, your plan, fuck your plan. Some 45 million borrowers owe the government the largest lender, the two Americans, for higher education, a total of $1.6 trillion. Their loan payments have been paused since March 2020, a move initiated under Trump as a pandemic relief measure and extended multiple times by Biden. That pause will end in August, but... Everyone has, because of Biden's new plan, a 12-month grace period, ramp-up period to start that uh, repayment plan, which is probably what he needs to have enough time to discharge all those loans. You know, yeah, no kidding. In the in the end run around uh, the SCOTUS ruling. All right, AG,
1: thank you. This last story, I mean, he's such a grift, and now you're like, okay, the entire family. But we knew this. This is from Goldmacher at the Times. A super PAC aligned with the former guy paid Melania Trump. $155,000 in late 2021. Now, this isn't an unusual payment that was not visible, by the way, in the group's initial federal reports. It only came to light after a filing by Donald on Thursday. Now, the money was listed as pay for speaking engagement, which in and of itself is fucking hilarious. No offense. I'm just saying some of her speeches are a little bit plagiarized. Plagiarized. (laughs) I was like, I'm going to get a comment from someone, but that's okay. She plagiarizes her speeches quite often. The money listed was for a speaking engagement by Melania in the new filing and a personal financial disclosure by Donald. This is what it said. $155,000 payment, it was made in December of 2021 by Make America Great Again. Again, which at the time was Donald's leading super PAC. So this is not going to his PAC. Now, Melania's name, by the way, did not appear on the Super PAC's list of expenditures, and those were made public last year. Instead, the Super PAC's report showed two payments, one for $125,000, he likes to write checks to women for $125,000, and another at $30,000. Now, those payments were made to designer's management agency, which lists Melania as a client on its website. So the payments were made on December 2nd and December 3rd 2021 in the new disclosure. Now Donald's reported Donald and they're calling him Mr. Trump which I think is funny, but Mr. Trump reported that Miss Trump, which I don't know why it's called Miss Trump if she's married to him wouldn't it be Mrs. Trump. <laughs> but anyway, oh, yeah. whatever. Miss Trump was paid 155,000 on December 2nd of 2021 in the Super PAC's filing. Those two payments were labeled and I quote event planning and consulting So now we already have a discrepancy, and that's according to the Federal Elections Commission record. Federal rules are generally lax when it comes to requiring that the final destination of money is revealed. Instead, committees must disclose only the first vendor paid. Well, it's rare for the spouse of a potential presidential candidate to be paid directly by a campaign, by the way, or an outstanding group affiliated with the candidate. Not surprising this is all sus. Now, the super PAC has since folded, by the way, and in late 2022, transferred $8.9 million to a new similarly named pro-Trump super PAC called Make America Great Again, Inc. They really do just, ne- you know. Right? Like the Trump
0: Organization, too.
1: Yep. <laughs> Let's put ink on the end of it. Now, Charles Gant. Charles is uh, someone who served as treasurer of the old super PAC. And he said that it has complied with all the applicable reporting obligations. That's what he's saying. Well, another representative for the Super PAC who declined to be identified by name said that Melania has been hired through her agency for, quote, design consulting for the old Super PAC's dinner and that her responsibilities included choosing tableware, arranging settings, and picking floral arrangements. The fee was $125,000 for that, apparently, and the second $30,000 payment was for the additional services rendered out of the scope of the first contract. That's super fucking vague. Now, the payments to Melania were not included in the first financial disclosure form covering Donald's 2024 candidacy, that He filed this spring, but they were among several payments for speaking engagements by Ms. Trump in 2021 and 2022 that were newly added, along with other revisions apparently to that filing. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Among the other speaking fees that Melania reported receiving were a $250,000 payment from log cabin Republicans. Motherfuck. For those of you that don't know who the log cabin Republicans are, they're the gay Republican organization. So apparently they paid her $250,000 in December of 2022 and a $250,000 payment the next day from Fix California, which is a group founded by Richard Grinnell, who's also a bad gay, who's probably trying to (laughs) to, um, forget that joke. If anyone hasn't seen White Lotus, it's not going to make sense anyway. Uh, (laughs) Richard Grinnell is a former senior Trump administrative official and close ally to the president. Now, this is not the first time a political committee connected to Donald has made a payment related to his wife, period. Now, Melania's stylist was paid $132,000 in late 2022 by Save America, a political action committee that became the vehicle to part tens of millions of dollars raised by Donald in the weeks after the 2020 election. As he made false claims of widespread voter fraud, Election fraud. He received small dollar contributions from supporters who wanted to help him fight to stay in office. Well, Save America paid some of Donald's political activities after he left office, and the group has donated some money to help other candidates. But a significant chunk of that money has gone toward legal fees for Donald and some witnesses, and some witnesses, by the way, in cases against him. All of these people that are donating to Donald are now paying the legal fees. Of all of these fuckers that are going to be indicted.
0: Yeah, and he's just moving money around and giving it to his wife and his friends.
1: Yeah, so he doesn't have to pay taxes on it.
0: Yeah, where he can. Yeah, for for real. So he can hide it from y'all. Sorry, I got a little tongue-tied in that story, by no, the way. That's alright. A lot of Ms. Trump that just doesn't make any sense. I was like, um, what the hell? Yeah, although I will say what's really cool in the latest court filings from the special counsel's office and the Department of Justice is they're just referring to him as Trump now, not Mr. Trump, not former president. It's just Trump now. Just criminal defendant one. I love it. Uh, All right. We have a lot of good news to get to, but we have to take a quick break before we do. If you have good news, send it to us at DailyBeansPod.com. Just click on contact and fill out that form. We'll be right back.
2: After these messages, we'll be right back.
0: This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp, therapy online. BetterHelp is not a crisis hotline. For 10% off your first month, go to betterhelphelp.com slash daily Start living a better life today. Sometimes in life, we're faced with tough choices. The path forward is not always clear. Asking for help can be difficult. There was a period in my life when my future was hazy. It was filled with doubts. Uh, it was like walking through a labyrinth in the fog. Uh, but Through perseverance and leaning into support systems that I found on my way, I made it through. Remember, the road may be uncertain, but you're not alone on the journey. Whether you're dealing with decisions around career, relationships, or anything else, therapy helps you stay connected to what you really want while you navigate life so you can move forward with confidence and you can move forward with excitement. Remember in 2020, it didn't seem like there was a future. And now there is, and and you can get the help you need. Trusting yourself to make your decisions that align with your values is like anything. The more you practice it, the better it gets. The benefits of therapy are far-reaching. It's like learning a new language, a language that's positive, uh, it helps you cope. It helps you set boundaries, self-empowerment. It's not just a safe haven for those who faced major trauma, but a launch pad for anyone who wants to strive to be the best version of themselves. So if you're ready to start your therapy journey, check out better help. It's online. It's flexible. It'll fit into your schedule perfectly. A brief questionnaire is all it takes to connect with a licensed therapist. And if you ever want to change, switching therapists is hassle-free and it costs nothing. So take the first step with BetterHelp today. Let therapy be your map. With BetterHelp, visit BetterHelp.com/slash/dailybeans to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, hel com slash dailybeans Everybody, welcome back. It's time for the good news. Who likes good news? near. Good news, good news. And if you have any good news, confessions, corrections, shout out to a loved one, shout out to a small business you want to get you know, help in your community, shout out to your business, uh, shout out to yourself. I would love I love those self shout outs. Uh, if you have a pod pet photos you want to send or an adoptable pet in your area, if you don't have a pod pet to send us, anything you want, your happy place, shit kids say, frog orgies, baby pictures for Dana, send it to us at Daily yes, Beans, please. <laughs> send it to us at dailybeanspod.com and click on contact. All right, first up, Fred from Colorado, pronouns he and him. I'm a woke boomer, Vietnam veteran, and father of an adult trans daughter, and I love your trans support. Nice, Fred. Goddamn bullies picking on marginalized tiny groups pisses me off. I want to send a picture I took a number of months ago. My 100-year-old mother was living with me and my two old dogs. She was in a home hospice, and the dogs were her near-constant companion. I was so glad she had those dogs in her final months of life. Uh, They were and are also senior citizens, being nearly 16 years old. She was napping, and I caught this view. Oh, Fred, this
1: is such a sweet, beautiful photo.
0: Oh, look at these babies. And thanks for that, Fred, Papa Bear. Yeah, it pisses me off, too, when goddamn bullies pick on marginalized groups. I love it. I think this goes with the next
1: one. This is from Mama Is Tired, pronouns she and her. <laughs> Hi, A-G-D-G and anyone else reading. I'm about to drop my kiddos off at camp. The younger one will be staying with my amazing sister and attending YMCA day camp. That's awesome, and I'm so thankful for all this does for my kids and me. I'm super stoked about taking my older kiddo to Camp Quest, Michigan. It's her first boy camp. I'm confident it will be warm and welcoming without all the indoctrination involved in most camps wanted to share my nearly 10-year-old's tangled bear. T-Bear has been with my daughter since her preemie, NICU stay. I'm not generally prone to anxiety, but I'm terrified of losing this bear. I have taken to making t-shirts with my phone number on them for him when we travel. Oh. I've gotten pretty good at it. This one was done by my sublimination printer uh, and heat press. Huh. One 10 out of 10 recommend the teddy bear t-shirt hack. We haven't, oh my God, we haven't had any Tangle Bear emergencies, but it makes me feel better that
0: he could find his way home. This is brilliant. She makes these on her sublimation printer, and everybody she recommends the teddy bear
1: t-shirt hack. Yeah. I mean, it's really smart. I mean, kids that leave their, you know, stuffed animals on airplanes or on trains or a bus or to a restaurant, and then they're so upset, and this is a way to get the little bear home.
0: Yeah. Oh, my gosh. What a cool idea. And it's a cool shirt for the bear. Just a bear that loves dragons. And there's a rainbow and a bear riding a dragon. Oh, my gosh. Love it. If found, please call. So amazing. What a cool idea. I need one of these for me when I go out drinking. Uh, No, I'm kidding.
1: (laughs) (laughs) If anyone finds a G, if you can call this number and get her back home safely. Thank you very much.
0: (laughs) I remember my younger days when we were doing comedy tour and comedy merch. We thought about making bras and panties that said, if found, please return to the comedy palace. (laughs) Oh my God. Oh Lord. Oh, the days. All right. Next up from Ben pronouns he and him. I have an adorable shit kids say slash do. Last week while picking up my seven-year-old daughter from brownies, a Girl Scout like thing in the UK. Oh, we have brownies here. We saw a ginger and white cat on the street. She spent the entire journey home talking about that cat. When we got home, I saw a notice on our village Facebook group that someone had lost a ginger and white cat not far from where we saw it. I messaged the owner and then went to tell my daughter that she might have helped find someone's missing cat and that she might have helped find a missing pet. She was delighted, but because she's such a kind-hearted, considerate and caring person, she ran upstairs to draw a poster to help find the Missy cat. Missy, not missing. Oh my goodness. When we told her the cat was missing and not Missy and told them his real name is Prince, She edited it in the second picture. The owners found the cat that we spotted, but it wasn't theirs. And the hunt continues. But thanks for bringing us the news. It keeps us up to date in the worst of times. And the good news was a much needed respite from the horrors of the pandemic and the worst excesses of the former guy. Now that justice is finally coming around, it's great to have your take and insight into it. Keep up the good work. Okay, here we go. Have you, have you, have you seen Missy the cat? missy is a ginger and white cat she is oh lost Oh my goodness the edit this missing cat she crossed out he was gone under uh, uh what found under car he uh is lost <laughs> his name is prince his name the cat uh, miss missy is crossed out the cat is a ginger and white his name is prince oh my gosh! oh my god future editor future book editor right there by the way ben adorable love it love it all right this is from
1: melissa pronounced she and her hi beans queens i cannot tell you how much i love and value being able to spend part of my day with you although i'm currently on vacation in my real life i'm a middle school ap and i listen every morning while i get ready for another day and my moody smart funny snarky kids i'm cycling up to eighth grade with my group of 270 kids this year We stay with them for all three years, and I can't tell you how excited I am already to be back with them next month for their final year with us. Listening to the good news at the end of the pod send me off to them with a smile and sometimes tears which is perfect mix for middle school. <laughs> in totally. that vein, right? In that vein, I want to add my own good news to the pile. A few weeks ago, I sat with Praxis Leadership Assessment, which is a monster four-hour exam that in our district determines whether you're fit to apply to become a principal. The cutoff score is 151. And today, I found out that I got 183. I passed. Dude, you passed? What do you mean? You blew it out of the water. I know. know. I'm over the moon. When I was a kid, things weren't good or safe at home and school was my salvation. The only place where I felt valued and wanted by anyone. Mm. Bless your heart. (sighs) I'm so honored that I now get to create this space for kids. And I'm blown away that I may someday get to realize my dream of becoming a principal. And now for Pet Tax, this is our four-year-old Red Fox Lab who came with the name Bella, but is known as Belly, Belly Button, Bellerina, and Boo-Boo. We adopted her 18 months ago from Lab Rescue LRCP, and she is a total cuddle muffin that our trainer calls our house Hippo. (laughs) She picked out this Nemo toy herself at the store and has taken it on every walk or car ride since. I love when dogs pick out their own fucking toys, by the way, and then just walk around with them like, this is my kid, I picked this
0: out, this is my toy. It is their Whoopi, it's the dog Whoopi. Yeah. It's adorable. I love that. Um, my cat has a pickle that um the Senator Potot, my my five month old has a pickle. He will not it will not leave his side. So good. This is adorable. The dog is beautiful. Nemo is wonderful. Look at that. Look at a wet dog. Went to was that a dog beach or sprinklers? Either way. Happy dog. Mm-hmm. All right. Next up from Lola Gale, pronoun she and her. Hello, goddesses of the garbanzo. I just wanted to give a shout out to Shirley Raines, who runs Beauty to the Streets. That's streets with a Z. Her organization travels to San Diego, Skid Row, and Vegas to help people without homes. They bring hot food, water, sodas, sweets, clothes, toiletries, tents, wigs, sleeping bags, pregnancy supplies, before and after, disabled supplies, portable toilets, you name it, whatever the donations will allow. They also do the men's hair and beards and do the ladies' hair and nails and everything. She's a bit much vocally, pretty much like us all, open and honest and direct, but with a ton of empathy. I remember one instance. There was a woman who had her birthday coming up, surely remembered it, and got her a bunch of gifts. With people like her around, I never lose faith in humanity. I don't know how to explain it all, but her soul is definitely surrounded by magic somehow. I can't help but be in awe of her. She even took baby socks and put them on the feet of a Rottweiler because the pavement was too hot. People like her with so much love and compassion do not come around that often. Uh, We'll have links, everybody, to Beauty to the Streets, Streets with a Z, in the show notes for you. Uh, Lola goes on to say, since I don't have pod pet tax handy, here's a pick of my latest mandala. Sorry, it's already been adopted. Yeah, she does incredible art. Yeah, it's beautiful. Absolutely beautiful.
1: Dude, I can't even imagine how long this took. That is stunning.
0: That is a great shout out, Lola. Yeah. Shirley Rains. Beauty to the streets. Thanks to everybody for sending in your amazing good news stories. Everybody, if you've got a whoopie, if you've got a stuffy, a child with a stuffy, think about making a t-shirt <laughs> for, for that stuffy so that you won't lose it. I, I'm trying to think of all the ways I can use this now in my life, like just to put a t-shirt on something that I don't want. That I don't want to lose. <laughs> no, seriously. Like maybe you. Like when we go out, you know. I'll just oh, for sure. Put a shirt. Please return to the Daily Beans if found. Yep. Dana yes Please. <laughs> anyway, if you have any good news, send it to us at dailybeanspod.com. Click on contact. I'm off to Grand Rapids in the morning. Dana, do you have any final thoughts?
1: Yes, it's a quick one. I just want to give a shout out to Alcaraz if there's any tennis fans out there. Oh my god, Woo-hoo! the Wimbledon finals was fucking incredible. I want to give a shout out to my pressie Elizabeth for telling me about the finals cuz I like watching finals in tennis, but I don't always get into like The full like other games, that, in my opinion, like I like the finals of things, Super Bowl and, you know, the World Series. But my God, this kid beat Djokovic uh, in five sets and it was just incredible. He is the future of the sport. He's He's special. He's amazing. So shout out to Spain. Shout out to Alcaraz. Shout out to Elizabeth for letting me know about it. And she also listens to the Daily Beans every single day. Uh, but it was a highlight of my morning. I just, I was just screaming at every time there was a point at the gym. I was clapping and yelling, and the people next to me are like, "What are you watching?"
0: <laughs> yeah, and a, a reminder: Djokovic was the guy who didn't want to get a vaccine and was being a, a butthole about it. Yeah,
1: I like listen. Djokovic, I, he's that guy that you, you love to hate him. He's, he, I am not a fan when it comes to his personality. You can't deny his. He's an sp- exceptional tennis. tennis player. He's an exceptional tennis player. But today, I have to say, and even the commentators mentioned, you know, he came in second and in a stage that he used to winning for the last four years. He won Wimbledon, and they put up Alcaraz's name like right after. It's like Djokovic, 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 Alcaraz, and he's used to like talking to the the princess and the the prince and and the 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 dignitaries. And he went back to the, the you know the training room when Alcaraz got to do all of that thing, and he actually gave a, a very humble speech. And even the commentators were like, "For a guy that normally hmm. doesn't say the right thing, we got to give him props this time." That was pretty classy.
0: Yeah, well, um, I think the lesson here is that vaccines help you win championships.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. The kid was really funny because the president of Spain was there. Philip was there. And he said, whenever you come, I win. So you need to keep you need to come to more matches.
0: <laughs> hey, right. Put a shirt on him. If found, return to whatever match I'm playing. I think there that, that would probably just make Prince or King. Is it King? Philip? Yeah, King Philip. <sighs> That's weird to say. Uh, just yeah, anyway. make, make him wear that shirt. Put it on his crown. Put bedazzle it on his crown in gems. Okay.
1: Yeah. anyway (laughs) I just wanted to I don't always have final thoughts but if you're a tennis fan out there you definitely got your money's worth these two guys played for over four hours I can't even play normal tennis for four (laughs) hours and they're playing very high level of tennis for over four
0: hours I know I'm good for like 40 minutes (laughs) my god Anyway, awesome awesome final thought everybody will be back in your ears tomorrow I'll be there from a different time zone Uh, until then please take care of yourselves take care of each other take care of the planet take care of your mental health vote blue over Q M S W Media.
1: Hi, I'm Frances Callier, and I'm Angela V. Shelton, and we're Frangela. Yeah, it's what we say so. That's right. And because all we do is give, every Thursday you can listen to our hysterical podcast, Idiot
0: of the Week. We round up the stupid because you know what? Somebody has to. Okay. All we do is give.
2: Hi, this is John Cryer, and I am hosting a new seven-part true crime podcast called Lawyers, Guns, and Money